welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Welcome back to another Ask Jess segment. This is basically like your hot seat coaching that you didn't even know you needed. But today's episode is going to be all about iconic leadership, gaining that visibility, the mindset pieces that come with it and everything in between. I'm going to be diving into how you can secure press coverage. I'm going to be talking you through when you might be self-sabotaging and sharing a bit of my journey and my story on building a personal brand. So if you've ever had any burning questions that you want to ask me that are either super nosy or you just want some guidance for yourself to hit those major goals, get out of your own way, then click the link in the show notes because you can already submit your questions for next month. And each month I'm putting the theme on that link. So you'll be able to see what we're going to be talking about and you can submit your questions. Literally nothing is off the cards. So go on over, submit them and let's get into today's episode. Were you always confident in who you were? What did you do to shift your mindset to go after such big goals? When you started coaching, did you already have a personal brand or did you create a new brand for yourself? Okay, so I grouped these two questions together because I wanted to just dive quickly into a little bit of my journey and how I got to where I am because there was no way (laughs) I started out this confident. I was the most introverted, shy person. Like when I started my first business, I did not want my name anywhere. My about page on my website was blank. Like, you know how these days it's the trend or it's kind of the norm to know who the founder is behind the brand. But I did not want anyone to know it was me. But what I did have was like this unwavering deep belief in what I was capable of, but I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to open myself up to judgment or haters or just like, who does she think she is? But I've been building my personal brand for the past seven years, but I've only been intentional about it for probably the last four to five years when I started coaching and when I really understood that I have a legacy to leave on this world. So when I started my first business, I knew that the best and quickest way to build visibility and trust for a brand new brand that had no street cred whatsoever. I had no contacts, no experience, no clue what I was doing. But I knew the quickest way to build visibility and trust with an audience was to get myself visible in as many places as I could. So that is kind of when I started building my personal brand. And the first port of call, I actually started with a bit of press coverage. And I'm going to dive into how to get that in a minute. And I also pitched myself for speaking events. And luckily, one incredible lady in Perth said yes. She gave me like this five minute segment before all of the other speakers for the day. And I practiced for no joke for weeks, honestly, almost backed out of that opportunity. But you know what? I showed up there 
I flailed over my words. I mixed up what I was saying. I forgot half of what I was saying. And I even broke the clicker because my arms were flying around so fast that I threw the clicker on the floor. You know, the clicker for the PowerPoint presentations. So the rest of the speakers didn't have a clicker for their PowerPoint for the rest of the event. (laughs) But the point is, I got myself out there, even though it was my absolute worst nightmare. So I got myself out there and I just started one step at a time and building my awareness and my personal brand. And honestly, I believe that was one of the key factors in helping me build and grow not just that first business or not just my personal brand now, but my five businesses and how they scaled so quickly was because I had built a level of trust and a level of awareness in my audience so that I could piggyback off of that to leverage partnerships, to leverage brand awareness for the new projects that I kept launching. And then when I decided to go all in on my personal brand, that was the moment everything clicked. I was like, there is nobody out here as a female entrepreneur being a role model or being a mentor to other females. And I became a coach before coaching was even a thing. Now it is like a big industry and there are so many incredible women killing it in this industry. But I was a coach before it was a thing because people just started to reach out to me and say, hey, Jess, I've seen all of this incredible success you've created. Can you help me? And that's when I decided, okay, I need to level up. So I did so many certifications like NLP, Deep Mindset, all of the above. I won't list them all, but that's when I decided, okay, I am taking this seriously and I am going to lean in to building my personal brand because not just for me to be able to leverage that, to build my own income, to build my own impact, but honestly, to show people how they can do it as well. If you think about it, if Beyonce came to you and said, hey, I'm launching an automotive range of car products. Would you like to invest? Like it is nothing to do with anything that she does, but just because it's Beyonce, you'd be like, hell yes, I'll invest in this, right? And so that is the power of building a personal brand and being able to build that level of trust. So to answer the question, no, I wasn't always confident. And I started building a personal brand unintentionally from the beginning because at the start, I was using it to leverage to get people to buy my bikinis, right? But now it has a very different purpose for me. And I'm really understanding that I am here to leave a legacy. And obviously, the more that we can lean into that, being our mission, being our purpose, of course, the income then gets to flow. The opportunities then get to flow and is the most fulfilling thing ever. But it never would have happened if I didn't get out of my comfort zone that very first time, do the worst public speaking event of my life. But it's part of my journey. It's part of what got me here. And there's other people who maybe you feel confident already. Then you've got a head start. You've got one hell of a head start because you don't have to get over all of that. But for me, the biggest mindset shift that I had to make was my purpose is greater than my fear. And when you can balance or weigh up your impact or your message impacting just one person today, 
even just 1% impact. How powerful is that? It is so much more worth you worrying about what people might think or say about you and just getting out there and you never know the impact that you are actually here and making. And that is powerful. Hi, Jess. Um, I've got a question regarding brand exposure and specifically brand exposure in the media. How do I get um, journalists, magazines to talk about my brand and services without having to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars. Is there a way to do this? I would love to hear your feedback on this. I am so glad you asked. This is honestly one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to press coverage and visibility, because these days we're getting all of those damn bots like DMing you. I don't know if you get them because they're damn annoying, but they're like, hey, do you want to be in Forbes? You can pay me $1,000 and we'll guarantee you a spot. That is ad placement. And I want to just distinguish the difference between paying for ads in Vogue or Forbes. They're kind of the main ones that I see going around all of the time, which unfortunately I feel like discredits those publications a little bit. So that's another topic for another day. But anyway, there is earned media. And what I mean by earned media is you send the journalist a public relations pitch, a PR pitch or a media pitch that has your story or your angle that would be an interesting article for them. And so you can do this and it is free. So every single time I have been featured in Forbes or any public relations in general, any media, I have not paid for it. And while you can definitely shortcut it and there's a time and a place for paying for press, you can definitely get a ton of brand awareness and visibility by actually just pitching to the press. Now, to do this, we need the contact because you want to make sure that you're sending it to the actual journalist who writes about your category. Maybe you're an accountant, then you might want to be pitching to the finance journalists versus the fashion journalists, unless you're an accountant for fashion brands, right? And so what you want to do is make a bit of a list of all of the publications that you want to be featured in, and then you can do a little stalk and find the contacts. Sometimes the contacts are on the website, of the publication. Sometimes you'll find the contacts in the actual publication. So if it is a a newspaper or a magazine, you can sometimes find the contacts there or you can do a good old social media stalk. And so this is something that probably takes a little bit of time. But once you find those contacts, then you'll want to send them a pitch. And my biggest tips for sending out press pitches is make it easy for them to say yes. Don't send them like a dot pointed document with all of your fun facts, like basically send them an article ready to go that has a catchy headline that has everything laid out from you, that you have a file with photos they can easily access because they don't have time, right? They have so many of these pictures come into their inbox every single day. And if there's you and someone else who 
you've just sent some dot points and someone else has sent them a ready to go article that they think both are equally as interesting, but one, they have to chase you down, wait for you to reply. Then they have to write the whole damn article. Like they're going to choose the one that's made it way easier for them. So there is so much that goes into this. I could do like a whole damn talk on this and I've actually done two podcasts in the past. So one with my old publicist and one I did a solo episode where I dive into this. You can scroll back. I'll link them in the show notes for you. I have done press in many different ways. So when I first started, I hired someone to kind of share with me their insights. Now, this was not a PR agency or an expert who wanted me to pay them. I just found someone who literally does that as their job. And I said, hey, would you sit down with me and I'll pay you for your time? Because like I said, now coaching is a thing and you can hire anyone with expertise in these areas. But before mentoring was a thing, I knew the quickest way to shortcut my goals was to seek out people who actually knew what they were doing and I could learn from them. But then I did it myself. I wrote the pitches, I sent them out, I found the contacts and I did that myself. And throughout the years, sometimes I've had a publicist. And even though I know how to do it myself, I'd rather spend my time and energy elsewhere, right? (laughs) So there's a time and a place where you can hire an expert to do it for you or with you. I think whenever you hire someone, you're working with them. They're not working for you because you still need strategic input and insights and everything like that. So That is PR in a nutshell, PR in five minutes. (laughs) But I think a lot of people don't realize you can pitch and get yourself out there. My biggest tip for getting press, they love a story. They don't care if you made $500 million and have the best brand ever. The most of the press that I have ever received is about me and my journey. It might be my journey with a specific business, But it's about me, my journey or my expertise. And that is, again, where having that personal brand and having that personal journey and story and knowing how to tell that story in a really captivating way. That's not just like, oh, that's an interesting and inspiring story, but it in a way that it adds credibility, in a way that it actually draws people to want to work with you in some way. There is so much that goes on beneath the surface, but basically Sharing your story as a personal brand has so much more weight than just talking about a business or your successes. Hi, Jess. My question is, I'm wondering how to know when I'm using logic to talk myself out of something that's scary or when I'm using logic to actually make a smart decision. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to talk myself out of something. And then sometimes I feel like that's actually the smarter decision. And I struggle sometimes with figuring out which one is which. Thanks. I love this question because this is honestly one of the number one things that I see people get stuck on when it comes to taking that next leap or stepping into your next level or starting something new or even investing. This is a big one, right? When it comes to money and we can get so in our heads like, 
okay, it's logical, I'm going to save my money. When you know deep down that that opportunity or that project that you want to start is going to catapult you to new heights. It's going to give you so much growth. And so what I always come back to is asking myself, if resources were not a factor in this, if I had no fears, if money wasn't an issue, what would be the decision that I would make? And usually we know. And quite often those fears that come up that sound logical is because we're looking at our resources. Because here's the thing, there is always a way. There is always a way that we can find to make it possible, to find the funds, to make the time, whatever it is when it comes to that. And so I always make decisions from that place. If it is a fear and it's like, oh, no, I don't need to be visible. I don't need to step into my iconic leadership. People are already sharing my message. Any of these kind of fears that come up that sound logical. It's like, don't bother with that big vision that you have because someone else is already doing it or whatever the fear might be. That's just an example. I come back to, will it give me growth? Will it make me feel fulfilled? Will it impact someone else in a positive way? And if the answer is yes, and it aligns to your values, then there is always a way to make it happen. There is always a fear that we can overcome. Another thing that I quite often see people think is logical is they feel like they have to choose between two things. It's like, okay, if I want to hit my big major goals, I have to sacrifice more of my fun, more of my relaxation, more of my time with family so I can hit those big income goals, so I can be on that big stage, have my impact, leave my legacy. But actually, what if you could have both (laughs) and both to their fullest? This is where I see people feel like it's logical because I value time with my family and I feel like I have to choose between my big goals or the other things that I value over here. And so what I would ask you in those moments is what would you like to be true? If there if we play in fantasy land for a minute, if anything and everything can be possible and can coexist, what would you like your reality to be? And when you decide that that is the reality that gets to exist for you, then no longer is logic getting in the way of your big goals because then we just find the path to get there. And you know, I can talk all damn day about building your business for life, but there's one of three things, right? It's either we've decided resources are finite. Number two, we've decided that no one cares or other people are doing it or we have fears around being seen and we want to just stay safe and comfortable and not have stress. But what if you didn't have to have stress and you got to have all of the good stuff without the stress, without the overwhelm, without sacrificing your life, without having to compromise on anything and you got to have it all. So there are so many different things, and this is something that I would probably unpack with my clients in a really personalized way, because I don't feel like there is a Band-Aid approach. But hopefully, if you're feeling one of these three things, this is going to help you get out of your own damn way. Because in fantasy land, there is no logic. (laughs) There is no logic. So let's throw the logic out the window and just say, what if I can have it all? 
So this last question came through as a text message and she asked me, okay, Jess, so if you go out there, you're bold about what you want, you ask for what you want and you don't take no for an answer and you literally ask people like, why not? How do you do this without upsetting or offending other people? So I wanted to unpack this because I think this is a huge one that blocks people from actually going after what they want is they think that they're going to upset other people, which is actually the complete opposite, because I believe the more we are bold about what we want and going after it and making it happen, it gives more people permission to do the same and we get to rise as a collective. But when it comes to the fear, right, we're told to be kind, to be generous, to be polite and quite often in society seen as the opposite when a female is bold and goes after what she wants. But the way that I see it is I'm not questioning someone else. I'm not making it mean anything about them. The reasons why I don't take no for an answer or I'll ask why not is because I am clear on my outcome being a solution, right? (laughs) I want a solution and that is it. And when we stick to the facts, that is the intention that I have. If someone else wants to take that question and make it mean something about them, make it mean something about their worth or me, you know, questioning their credibility or insights or anything like that, I see that as being on them. That is their responsibility to manage the narratives and the stories that they create around me being bold and standing in my power. And so this is where I think I wanted to share this because I hope that more women can step out of that nice girl era and actually just be bold in your pursuit of what you want for asking what you want. Not being afraid to upset other people because if someone wants to get upset by me saying, why can't we do this? Like, let's find a way to make it happen. Then that actually has nothing to do with me. If they do get upset, I then have enough self-awareness to not then let their projections mean something about me as well. And so, again, there is so much more that I could go into on this, but I just wanted to leave you with this one message. Be bold communicate directly and be unapologetic about going after what you want in the biggest way because you are here to leave your legacy on this world and that cannot happen if you're hiding away watering yourself down trying to be the nice girl or trying to tiptoe around things when in fact if you just ask why not you can understand the situation better then you may even see a solution ahead. So I hope that helps. I did dive more into like my negotiation strategies and like getting people to say yes <laughs> in um, a previous episode. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. But I'm going to leave it there. Go after what you want. Step into your iconic leadership and I will see you on the next episode. Make sure You click the link in the show notes and submit some questions for next time because I love reading these and it allows me to bring you exactly what you want. So it's basically like your free coaching session from me to you. So I'm going to leave it there and I hope you have the most amazing week. Go get it and I'll see you on the next episode.